While You Were Folding, Episode 43, Parenting from Fear. Hi, I'm Catherine Boucher, and you're listening to While You Were Folding. This show is my weekly excuse to talk about my favorite things, marriage, parenting, faith, friendship, culture, what I'm reading and watching, and whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been a wife for 11 years and a mother for nine. I won't pretend to be an expert. I will introduce you to some amazing guests, ask a whole bunch of questions, invite you into the conversation, and encourage you to share what you heard while you were folding. Let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray. Heavenly Father, please be with us. Please bless this podcast episode. And I ask that you protect all of us from anxiety, from stress, from needless worry. I know a lot of us are entering into a new school year with our children. Some of us are making decisions about where to give our yes and also where to give our no. Please give us wisdom and give us peace as we make those decisions for ourselves and for our families and release us from any fear that we might have. Help us to trust that you're going to be with us to guide us through all of those decisions and help us to know that it's okay to make mistakes and that it's okay to ask forgiveness. And that's a good and beautiful thing because it teaches us that we're not in charge and that you are. And we ask that you encourage us to lean on the Holy Spirit who you sent to us at Pentecost, our advocate, who can be our helper and our protector against the accuser and Just help us to continue to call on the Holy Spirit throughout our days. We ask all these things through your name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so hello. I wanted to be sure and circle back to last week's episode, episode 42, about summer camp. And tonight I'm going to keep things pretty quick because I have kiddos heading back to school later this week and things are a little bit wackadoodle at our house. And our son Harry is actually turning six years old tomorrow and I would love to go spend a little bit of time with my husband before bed. So I want to get this episode recorded for all of you and then get back to family time over here. Um, so last week I talked about summer camp and I got a fantastic message from Diana Christine and it involves the fear of sending children to summer camp. And I thought that this would be a perfect topic for tonight's episode about how sometimes we can parent out of fear. And I think this feedback came at a perfect time because I have had fear on my brain a lot lately. And I think that's because I've been reading Sonia Corbett. She's this awesome Catholic woman writer and Bible study creator. She wrote this book called Fearless, A Catholic Woman's Guide to Spiritual Warfare. 
And I've been reading through it and it has given me so much food for thought about how fear is not of God and how anytime that we're battling fear, that that is a sure sign to us that we're probably uh, entering into a little bit of temptation there that maybe we're listening to the accuser instead of leaning on the advocate, the Holy Spirit, and inviting in a spirit of peace that God wants us to have. So I wanted to start by reading Diana Christine's uh, feedback here and then get into parenting from here. Parenting from fear. Okay, so let's see here. Diana Christine's feedback. She said, really liked your new podcast episode on summer camp. As a kid, I always dreamed of going to sleepaway camp, but unfortunately didn't have the opportunity. I come from a big family and we couldn't afford it. I would read a bunch of fiction books about summer camp and watch the Parent Trap movie and the show Bug Juice on Disney Channel. I totally watched that show too, and I loved it. Um, And imagine going. Now, as a parent myself, the idea of sending my own children away seems a little scary to me, but hearing you talk about it makes me hope we can give them the experience when they're older. Thanks for sharing your insights and giving me something to listen to while I'm folding, or in my case, doing the dishes. Well, thank you so much for sending that feedback, and I really appreciate that because I think there are so many areas of parenting where we have concerns and we are feeling fearful about something. And I'm glad to hear that hearing me talk through why I thought summer camp was good for our kids and why it was good for our whole family was somehow helpful or at least gave you some food for thought on maybe why you could consider summer camp as a possibility for your kids. But I hope more than anything that this podcast is not prescriptive. I don't want to tell someone else how to parent because again, I've, like I said in the intro, I've only been doing this for nine years, so I'm not an expert. Um, I'm just figuring it out as I go, but I think it is so important to recognize when we do have fear in our parenting. So when it comes to summer camp, Diana, I would say, um, to consider baby steps that you can you can try doing a day camp at first and each child is different and each family will have their own comfort level with when and if their child is ready for a week or two away at camp. So maybe consider doing the baby step of doing a day camp at first before you would try sleep away camp. And you can always just remember that God gave you your prudential judgment. So if you don't think that this child is ready for it, there's probably a reason why. But if you are having fear about why a child should not do it, not something related to the child themselves, but something related to the thing. So in this case, summer camp, if you have a fear about that, then I think the best advice that I would have for you is to surround yourself with like-minded women who hold the same core values that you have. And I think it's so important not only to make sure that the women have the same core values that you have, but make sure at least one good girlfriend is also willing to give you some pushback when you need it. So I thought the best way to lay this out for you was to share an example in my own friendship. So I have a dear friend of mine, 
who we had met for a coffee date, and she was telling me about their summer plans as school was wrapping up for the school year. And she shared how she was excited because one of her kids was going to get to start a volunteer job at the local library. And this child was going to get to go once a week to the library to help kids sign up for the summer reading program. And my friend was weighing whether or not she should let this child ride their bike to the library. They live near a local trail, and she thought it would be a great opportunity for this kid to get to ride their bike to the library. And I want to say it would take the kid anywhere, like maybe maybe a 15-minute bike ride, 10, 15-minute bike ride across town. And we had a great conversation about it. She shared her fears and her concerns about it and wanted to bounce the whole idea off of me. And I definitely got the impression that she was having some fear, some trepidation about whether or not she should allow her child to do that. And I think so often when it comes to parenting decisions, we make the decision based on how we think others are going to react to the thing instead of what we think is best for our child, what we think they're ready for, and what we think is best not just for the child, but for our family as well. So in this scenario, my friend was talking through things and saying how, okay, this child is a junior high kid who has been riding a bike for a really long time, is really familiar with this trail, knows this route really well. We have the ability to have communication with a cell phone that this kid can have and the ability to be in touch with one another if the kid needed to reach out for any reason. So ultimately, she decided to let this kid go ahead and take the bike to the library volunteer job once a week. And I think that this kid would say, now that summer's over, that getting to ride their bike to the summer volunteer job at the library was one of their major milestones this summer and also one of the highlights for them. And I think that my friend would say that she's happy that she made that decision to let her kid go ahead and do that because it could have come down to her saying, okay, that her or the babysitter is going to make sure he gets driven to the library volunteer job and then brought back home. And I think that that kid would have missed out on something there. But my job as a friend in that scenario was not to say, this is what I think and this is what you should do. It was to give a little encouragement and to listen to my friend's fears and concerns and to find out what she was working through there. I think um, the role of a friend in that scenario is to make sure that when the fear is discussed, that you can validate and empathize and understand why a friend would have the fear that they would. In this case, it would be very reasonable for me to respond to my friend with, yeah, I understand that's a pretty good distance for this kid to ride a bike from your house to the library. But at the same time, the age that the child is, their ability to ride the bike, not crossing major intersections, and this is something that the child can handle. And 
that it would give them such a source of confidence and it's a safe area that they're riding through. Just to weigh the pros and the cons, I think is the role of the friend. And I think also in the age of 24-7 access to news, sometimes we tend to sensationalize the status of where our culture is. And I recently read a book this past year. It's called The Coddling of the American Mind, How Good Intentions and Bad Ideas Are Setting Up a Generation for Failure. And I love this book because it talks about how we like to almost bubble wrap our children and how if you look at what the data actually says about the status of our country in terms of safety, our kids are safer now than ever in terms of their ability to be out and about in the world without fear of them being harmed by a stranger. And so if my friend were to look at the data of everything that that book lays out, she'd be able to see, oh, okay, yeah, this is a very reasonable decision for me to decide that my kid is ready for this. But in a situation like that, it's easy to think, oh, what if... Uh, I like maybe my circle of friends isn't really on board with this kind of thing. This seems like negligent parenting, but we as parents have to be, be comfortable enough in our own skin and that we know what's best for our child, each of our children individually, and to be able to move forward in that. And I think that once Once you bring those fears out into the open, if you're able to talk through them with your husband, with a trusted girlfriend, with your own parents, or my favorite, in addition to talking to those people, is to talk with my mom friends who are several steps ahead of me in parenting, to work through the things that they've probably already gone through, and to hear how they did it. Because... I think sometimes we think we're so unique and that we're, we, I don't know why, but we think that we must be the first people to deal with this stuff. And of course we're not. So why not turn to the people who have already gone through this with their own kids? And sometimes I think, um, like if, if something like this came up, I wouldn't necessarily want to talk with my mom and dad because you have the idea that times are different now and they don't get it. And so that's why sometimes a mom who's a couple steps ahead of you in parenting would be helpful for a conversation like this. But in general, just once you address what the fear actually is when you bring it out into the open, sometimes you'll realize, oh, this fear that I have is really not that big of a deal. Or you're able to hear from someone else, yeah, that's a totally legitimate fear. And yet the good that could come from this thing that I'm discerning and praying about is still ultimately what could be best for my child. Or you could realize, yeah, this is a really big fear. This is not something that my child is ready to do. This is not something my child should do. And here's why. And you can come down on either side of the equation. But when you bring the fears out into the open, that's when you stop that voice of the accuser of Satan trying to rule your parenting from a place of fear. 
that you're not just making the decision out of fear. It's you're bringing your rational mind into the equation. You're inviting others into the conversation. You're inviting others into the conversation who are able to give you a little bit of pushback when you need it. Because sometimes as moms, I tend to end I tend to err more on the side of safety and being a little bit more conservative in the sense of protecting, whereas my husband will err more on the side of allowing the child to be pushed a little bit more. And so thank goodness we have both of us (laughs) for our children's sake. But I think it's just so powerful to just bring those fears out into the open and talk through them because once they're out in the light, then Satan does not have the control over them that he does when you are having this internal monologue about the whole thing. And so often too, as Catholics, we forget about our kids' guardian angels, that we can be praying to them over whatever the thing might be. For my friend's example, she could use that time when her child is on his way to the library volunteer job to pray for her child to her child's guardian angel to intercede for her child's safety. And what a beautiful opportunity that is for us to pray for our children. But all of that being said, don't be afraid to trust your gut. God gave you good intuition to use it. And that's not a bad thing to, when you have a gut feeling to share it, because there's probably a reason. But sometimes we, we think that just because we have a feeling that it's the only decision that we could possibly have about something. And that's why I just encourage you to talk through it with someone else, but use your best judgment. And there's going to be times when it's not necessarily a moral decision. And there are going to be times when you've made the decision based on your best judgment through conversation with your spouse, through conversation with your friends. And then the rest is beyond your control as a mother. And unfortunately, sometimes in this broken world where people have free will, our kids are going to get hurt. And I know that that's scary, but the great news is that God can redeem all of it. And there's going to be times when we make mistakes as parents, we make a decision and it turns out it was the wrong decision. And we learn from that as a mom and our kids may sometimes suffer from our mistakes, but that's when we ask them for forgiveness and it becomes a moment for them to realize that we are imperfect and not that our kids not that we want to use them for our suffering and learning, (laughs) don't get me wrong there, but that it's a moment where they realize that there's resurrection that can come from it and that God can redeem all of it and that there's going to be some ugly, broken moments in parenting, but we can't allow the fear of those things happening to prevent us from living the lives that we think God is asking us to live and to be obedient to that. So just keep having those conversations, keep addressing the fears, keep talking through them, find those girlfriends who are going to listen to you and validate what you're feeling, but also find those friends that are willing to give you a little bit of pushback and talk through the possible ways that you can 
make these different things work or not work if they're not the right things for your family. I feel like I'm kind of rambling this episode, but I just wanted to bring up the conversation, get the conversation started. I would love to hear if you struggle with fear in parenting and how that has affected you in the different ages and stages. And maybe you've had uh, a little bit of a transformation from the early years of parenting to where you are now with things. And I would love to hear if there's maybe a specific area that you struggle with in parenting from fear. Maybe it's your child's education or social life with friends or their activities that they're involved in. I have no idea. I would love to hear what those things are and how you address fear. And maybe if you have a great uh, friendship or a relationship with a parent or a mentor mom who's able to help you with this, what those conversations look like, or any best practices or advice that you'd love to give, please get in touch. I want to hear all about it. Email me at podcast at katherineboucher.com. Or as always, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Or my favorite, you can send me a voice message on Voxer. I'll leave a note for that or a link for that in the show notes. And there's also going to be a link to everything else I mentioned from this episode in the show notes as well. And if you like the show, please consider leaving a positive rating and a review in iTunes. I have a link showing you how to do that in the show notes as well. And until next time, don't be afraid to begin again and share what you heard while you were folding.